Slide to the Well, welcome back, everyone, to episode three of The Underground. Joined again. We're just happy you've made it this far. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm glad that I've made it this far. I, man, I'm, I'm gonna, uh, I think put out, I had this like, uh, epiphany, I guess, kind of today. You know how I, you just have those moments sometimes where you go, oh, this might be a thing. Um, I had this sort of like weird moment today where I realized that the way that you learn to deal with burnout is to go through burnout a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's kind of like getting in that grind, right? Yeah. So I, w- I wasn't burnt out yesterday, but I was very tired and like pretty grunt. I was pretty grumpy at work. Mm-hmm. It, but it's one of those things that like I know when I'm like that. So I try to just distance myself. It's it's not like a, you know, because I know if I put myself in a situation where uh, people are near me. And mm-hmm. they they rub me the wrong way. It's going to cause problems, especially right. at work. Uh, so I, I I tend to just try to like put my headphones in and just stay focused on what I'm doing. Um, and uh, then yeah. I got I got home yesterday. It took like a thirty minute nap, and then I woke up and I was like, okay, I need to go edit. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need, man, is that nap. Yeah. I know, like the same thing with sports or exercising or whatever. You know, you get to that point to where you're just tired and you got to force yourself to do it. It's that discipline. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. And that's, you know, the difference between, uh, Oops. I don't know what, what's the right way to say it. Those who succeeded and those who don't is just those who discipline themselves, apply themselves. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. I don't really think it's so much necessarily to do with, you know, an intelligence level like if you look if you look at school it's just more so of who's applying themselves to the material and who's not yeah it's really that's all it is i i think anyone who has enough of a work ethic uh to Mm -hmm. grind something out and loves what they do can be successful than the smartest person in the world generally Mm -hmm. um smarts are great and you need them for things like uh cutting a person open to try to fix what's wrong inside of them or shooting rockets into outer space like that kind of stuff obviously you you need to have knowledge and um you know there are very specific ways that are set up to do that sort of stuff but yeah sometimes we need those rocket surgeons you know those rocket surgeons (laughs) so it's like something from one of those sitcoms where it's like oh he's a rocket scientist and a successful surgeon you're like (laughs) okay okay." mess people at my work and they'll uh they'll say something like whatever is about whatever project we have going on like yeah it doesn't take a rocket surgeon to figure it out and they're like what it's a rocket scientist like yeah a rocket surgeon (laughs) just just to throw them off i had someone asking me asked me the other day so what kind of christian are you you know they're asking what kind of denomination i was was like and i said i'm a proverb seven christian just to (laughs) to throw them off what's that that verse in like deuteronomy where it talks about uh (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Around me, 23. What is it? Let me have a look. What is it? I think it's, I think it's verse 8 or verse 3. It's so funny. Like, I saw that verse one time and instantly memorized it. That's because <laughs> that's, that's, that's the type of Christian that you are, Joseph. You're a... <laughs> 
the Deuteronomy. I can't even remember. I can never remember the verse, but I'm pretty sure yeah, you, I don't, were, not, you were the one that told me about that. It's not 23. Yeah, it's not. I feel like it is. I just had to look for it. It's but uh, so anyway, today I looked up. I'm like, oh, shoot. I told her I was a Proverbs 7 Christian. What is what is that even about? And it's a warning against the adulteress. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that actually, that actually fit. My son, keep my words and treasure up my commandments oh, no. with you. Because the reason why I said that is because I was thinking of, you know, how some women, they'll say I'm uh, Proverbs 31 woman oh and yeah, so i yeah. was like probably i was just like picked the, I, was, I was like uh i'm gonna pick out a random chapter in proverbs and just say it and my favorite number seven so i was like i'm a proverb seven christian <laughs> and she was like oh okay I'm like, yeah, <laughs> well, she's, she'll, she's never, good. she'll never look it up you're fine <laughs> you're fine but if she did i hope she, she does you'll know she looked it up if you see her again next week and she's like hi uh <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's too funny oh man um and she asked me she said do you like joel osteen and i was, <laughs> why is that always like the first question it really is and i just told her straight up no <laughs> <laughs> it's the best I thing didn't, to do yeah i was just like you know i have my reasons if you want to i can tell you but let her initiate it. You know what I mean? That way, if anybody at work says anything like Joseph, why were you saying this? I'm like, well, she initiated it. She was just asking yeah. me. I was just responding. Yeah. It's the, that's I'll the, throw her under the bus. That's the Christian thing too. Yeah. It's the best way to just be honest with people. And yeah. 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 Um, so it I always see, is though. Joel Osteen. It, it really always, is always. No one's ever like, Oh, are you, do you like Creflo dollar? Yeah. <laughs> Benny Hinn, Benny nothing Hinn, like that. Yeah. Always Joel Osteen. Joe, Joe. Oh, you mean the guy who didn't let people into his stadium in Houston when they had the hurricane? Um, right. You know, that guy? <laughs> talking about the one that says that if you say this magical prayer, you'll get saved? Oh, yeah. You're talking guy. about the one that says, hey, if you believe in Jesus, you'll get that promotion and yeah. everything will go well in your life. Yep. Every and then when you Friday. don't get it, it's all, it's your fault. Yeah, right. <laughs> Live your best life now. <laughs> all missed that part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul, Peter, John, like they all missed it. Oh yeah, they were all living their best lives, weren't they? Yeah, Jesus too, right? Yep. Oh man. Um. So I still haven't signed up for Disney Plus. Oh yeah. So probably for the best. I'm going to. I I feel like I should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna explain this because our uh, our topic on Killmonger actually got decent traction, at least among people that we know. Mm -hmm. um and it the okay so facebook sucks uh like i've posted some stuff on there and it's just like it's like a it's like dead on arrival <laughs> you know what i mean you're like oh hey yeah. we're talking about this topic or whatever and i'll have like one person like it and then i got like one comment on the john john jones thing and like you're not even on facebook and i only i only kept it for for this reason you know what i mean Dude, like, i hate facebook yeah, I, do I can barely tolerate Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, uh, but it, it's like no interaction on Facebook whatsoever. Yeah, and I don't know if it's because like they're just hiding the topics because we basically exposed regime war changes in, in the United <laughs> States or whatever. But it's one right. of those oh, man. It's just one of those things that you get on there. I was like, oh, Facebook is like this will probably get ton of like a ton of interaction on here, and I, I get more everything on instagram and twitter just like across the board it's 
they're more interactive. So I don't I know. I think people are more interactive that we know in our age range, so to say, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. I think most people are doing away with Facebook to some extent because of just how, I mean, they say it's toxic. I think they're all three equally toxic, but Some definitely just- Facebook and Twitter would be more so Instagram, not so much, but Instagram's just become one of those things that everybody just blasts out their opinion <laughs> and then nobody hardly responds to anything. Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, we yeah. talked, we talked about that. It's like, everybody wants to like, they, they'll like blast, they'll put people on blast and then hide their hands when someone actually, uh, it's like, and we said it before, like, talk to us about it. Like, we don't care. Mm-hmm. Like we're not we're not gonna get like like cra- crazy or anything. It's like or emotional. Generally, yeah, generally if we're bringing up a topic, if you if if you disagree or you want to talk about it, like talk to us about it. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Kind of point. Um. Anyway, so I yeah after the whole like kill, Killmonger conversation, I realized that like I guess as a show we're gimping ourselves a little bit. Uh, kind of like cutting off one of our our feet. Uh since sorry what am i trying to say we're hurting are you i have no idea oh man it's been a long week (laughs) it's all good man it has been a long week um what i'm trying to say is that uh with what we're doing now and trying to kind of like stay in tune with stuff that's going on in the world Mm -hmm. weirdly enough having disney and knowing what's going on in that platform is useful to some extent, whether it's just to make fun of stuff, whether it's to be able to like, I like, I want to go back now and actually watch black Panther again. Um, from that perspective. Exactly. Uh, of you being the CIA guy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> of knowing a little bit better about like what, what the movie's about. Cause it, it, I really have been thinking about that like all week. It's just like, Oh yeah. Like, and it's some of it's based on conversations that I've had with people, but Mm-hmm. Just different stuff coming to mind. But yeah, so Martin Freeman. Mark Freeman always plays the same character. He does. Not that he's not good at playing the same <laughs> character. He is. But it's just I've noticed that. And I think just some people get, ty- obviously they do get typecast into a role. And I think that that's what has happened with him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, he he does. He's always sort of like the weird, awkward guy. Something like that. I don't. Even with The Hobbit, it was like that. Yeah. And don't get me started on The Hobbit. Uh, that will take up at least 30 yeah. minutes, if we'll, not longer. We'll be here. We'll be here. The I wish. Uh, who was the director? You'll say his name, right? That was supposed to originally do The Hobbit. Oh, Guillermo, and, and, Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Mm-hmm. And he was going to do the, the whole, you see Bilbo as the narrative Bilbo story in the first part. And then there's going to be a second part of the movie, which was where pretty much the exact same events but from gandalf's perspective so it would have been uh narrated by or through gandalf i should say the narrative would have been done through him but yeah anyway that's not what we're here to talk about <laughs> hobbit movies suck well but that's just me. I, yeah the only other we, you know uh cpac was this past week slash weekend i that, heard it was right? golden yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i i uh, i was yeah i I was going to try to throw like idol in there somehow, but it just, none of it was going to work. Too good. Yeah. Too uh, good, man. All the jokes, all the jokes were too on the nose. It was like idols. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, there was a giant golden statue of Trump, so that yeah. was a thing that was going around the internet. Um, and I, I, I don't know, like, it kind of got, like, people were, like, kind of clowning on it, and it was sort of getting taken seriously, like... Yeah. I, I don't know. But people it, not saying anything wrong with dude, it, and I'm just like, guys, it's a... Why would you... First off, it doesn't matter if it's golden, silver, made out of stone as a sculpture why would you make a i just don't get why same thing with statues of athletes or anyone else not just athletes you know the founding fathers whoever why do you make statues of men like out of anything i just i don't see the point so, just me but especially golden statue i'm like why would you waste like, gold on that <laughs> it was like hello it, it, literally oh. it's a, a golden statue of someone that people worship like i don't uh, yeah um so that was a thing. Apparently, so he had like these, like board short, like American, like red, white, and blue board shorts on, and he's holding like a magic wand. I don't know if you saw that, and I don't know if it, it the wand was in every shot because the video I had originally seen, I didn't notice that, but there's shots, uh, of the uh, uh of the statue, uh, behind like a red backdrop, and he has mm-hmm. like he has like a magic like f- like fairy godmother wand in his hand. So I don't, I don't know what I re, I don't know what was I don't know what they were doing. And then there was that that whole make America fairies again. I don't know what what was that 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 thing that you sent me uh, earlier where um the state there was controversy with the stage. Oh yeah, because the stage was apparently was set up like some kind of Nazi office from 1942. I wouldn't. Who pays attention to that? Who is just studying that? <laughs> Dude. You know what that reminds me of, guys. I was watching a documentary, and that office looked just like Hitler's office. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, and so the Democrats made a big old outrage about it, and come to find out, the company is rent is owned by a Democrat lady who is a huge, <laughs> huge Biden supporter, and so they basically are trying to get her canceled, and. How dumb is it, though, of the Democrats to do that? Yeah. Secondly, because the company came out and said we had no idea. Uh, I'm wink, either wink. way. I think it, I think it would be <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious if they did and they did that to a conservative. Then yeah. I'm like, and, and if that if that had happened, the conservatives would have deserved it because they constantly. <laughs> this is this dude. We talk. This is literally what we've talked about on the other episodes, where the reason that conservatives constantly lose culture wars or culture battle like what they lose their their footing in the culture is because they're never paying they, they say all these things but they're never paying attention to what they're doing you would mm-hmm. you would think that it's it's like um like this is something that at the very least like like blm gets right where they do the whole uh support black businesses thing like they have a cause mm-hmm. and at the very least they're saying we want you to support these things because they support our cause right Mm-hmm. So, because you, you had, you would think that the conservatives would have made sure that the people making their stage at least had similar values as them, yeah. just because that's I, you would think that like they're they're kind of uh, the uh, what did Dave Smith call them? Uh, they're sort of the resistance, right? Like they're right. they're not the mainstream, and so you would right. think that you would want to have those ducks in a row. But the stage was run by Democrats. They and and one of the other things that happened to him is that the the whole conference took place uh 
in one of the places in, I think they were in Orlando, if I remember correctly, wherever they were, they, it, they, it had a mask mandate in the, in the building. And it, you would think that they would look into that beforehand, but it's like, what are y'all doing? Like it, it, uh, poorly run. Yes. It, it feels like no one's really paying attention. And like the curb, your enthusiasm music is playing every time they do one of these things. So. It sounds like they need to hire us just to be consultants. That's they, how I feel should. like they might. The, yes. the Democrats should hire us, or the Republicans should hire yes. us. And I feel like we would do a considerably better job than the people who have. And I don't mean that I pridefully, saying that I would transform everything and, and everything. Like that. I just mean that it'd be a lot better than this. I would have at least asked, oh, hey, is this person a Democrat or a Republican? Have you checked? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, does this have a mask mandate? <laughs> I could basic um, things here, people. Yeah, we we could uh, work strategy out with them, where it's just exactly. like, look, if this is if 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 this is what you guys are trying to do, and this is the problem is that it doesn't seem they have like they have leadership, right? Mm-hmm. Like they what they do, they just have bad leadership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have leadership that, dude. Mitch McConnell, oh God, dude. Uh, and, and, and well, this is the part of the problem is that you have. Like conservative, in my mind at least. So, uh, correct me uh, if you disagree or whatever. But you have conservatives and you have Republicans, and they're no longer the same thing. Um, yes. Because I'll see. I I, I follow. Like I try to keep Twitter pretty balanced. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like to kind of follow all the different organizations and groups and see what everybody's thinking. And the weirdest thing right now is that conservatives, I guess, as a whole. Uh, th- they don't really know what they want or where they want to go or who they want to follow or who makes the most sense because you know in my mind you know it's like I'll I'll see some of them on there and like they're very smart people but they'll go they'll they'll constantly talk about like this need for Trump in their lives like they need him to be the leader and it's like no if anything he gave y'all uh your your sacks back, right? Like he, yes. he did the thing that like, gave that, you your spine that, back. exactly. He, he gave you back the thing that, that you needed to actually uh, push back on the things that you consider your principles. Mm-hmm. The problem is it's like you take him out of the picture and all of these people, it's like, that's gone and they don't right. know what to do and they don't know who to follow. And it's one of the reasons why I love like the Mises caucus and the, the libertarians. Cause it's very much a, you know there is leadership but it's like hey you're kind of responsible for yourself in a way it's what conservatives right. were 20 years ago maybe longer than that like the values that yeah. they've always said they believe in or not and maybe not all of them like it's a little bit different but some of those like like core principles about like self-ownership and personal responsibility um and you know kind of being your own individual the mises caucus of like believes in that kind of stuff and so it's for me in particular it's very attractive where you see the conservatives and they're all like uh freedom and uh, you know and they they just don't seem to know what they're doing and then and then sorry go ahead no i was gonna say there'll be like the republicans will will, they'll say oh freedom we're for freedom and freedom and freedom and then just everywhere and the american flag and freedom and stuff and then you'll be like oh so should somebody be arrested for burning the American flag? Yeah, they should. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> jail death. Oh, so you're not for you're not for freedom yeah. then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's one of those uh, one of those like sticking points. It's, it's, it's you don't have to like it. Just be consistent. That was my whole yes. thing with Colin Kaepernick. You don't have to like it. 
you can voice your opinion, yeah, but be consistent in the sense of, hey, it's his right to do it. Yeah, and then he should also be consistent in the fact that the oh, shoes yeah. that he wears <laughs> and the people that sponsor those shoes use child labor labor <laughs> in another country. And slave labor. Yes, and it's like you, literally use slave labor. <laughs> yes, so you don't get you don't get to like it, it's very like uh, bourgeoisie, if you will. It's like they're trying to be like. Um, uh, above it all, but then they're still kind of like st- their boot is on the neck of the people who are you know kind of helping elevate them. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I saw a picture earlier today of oh, what's that chick's name? Megan. She's married to that prince from England or whatever, Markle. Harry William. Megan Markle. Yeah, yeah, Megan Markle. So it's her and Oprah. And apparently it's just about Megan talking about how oppressed she is. And somebody pointed out, <laughs> you literally are in the top 1%. And it, and, it's, and it seems like most of this oppressive talk is coming from those who are in the top 1%. She's literally a princess. <laughs> she, Megan Markle is literally a princess. Yeah, at Ooh. least with Oprah. At least with Oprah, she could be like, you know, she had to come up and everything like that. So she has a... But like even yeah. with Oprah, like how like she's she's the richest woman in the world, right? So I feel like no matter who it is, at the one percent, it's like a competition to see who is the most oppressed and who is, you know, so that it's kind of like they can use that to stomp down on everyone below that. And that's why I think we go we talk a lot about that it's not about it shouldn't be about this race versus this race, right? right. First off, I don't believe in race, I believe in ethnicity. It, it, we have to realize it's this class versus that class. And yeah. this doesn't mean that in order to make this right, make this fair, we need to get rid of the 1%. We need to uh, have a revolution and kill them or, 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 you know, destroy their freedoms and stuff like that. It's not about that. It's just, we need to be able to fight for our freedoms and get it on the same page as theirs. Yeah. And right now that's what the problem is, is that our Liberty and our availability to move up is being hampered by them. Yeah. I, and it's it's funny that you mentioned that I I've been uh, I've been really wanting to uh, look into Malcolm X a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, most of what I know about him is based on uh, listening to Mofax that podcast uh, mm-hmm. with, with Adam Curry, and um, it's great stuff. And I and I I love being able to kind of like listen to it through Mo's perspective. But I I wanted to go kind of right. straight to the source. And uh, Spotify actually has a lot of his speeches on there, or bits of the, the speeches that he's done did at rallies. Um, mm-hmm. And he's an interesting guy. Uh, mm-hmm. It's very clear why no one ever wants to talk about him and why he doesn't get studied, though. Right? Because um, he kind of criticizes both sides. Oh, and he, he considered he, bro. He has a speech. I might if I if I, I at some point I might integrate some of those clips into the show, mm-hmm. um, just so people can actually, and because that's part of what we're doing. Like we want. We have our opinions, but we want to get the actual information out there to people. We're gonna, we're actually right. gonna do that with at least one of the stories that we're talking about today. But he, there's a clip, one of the clips. He literally talks about um, uh, blacks who have stepped on uh, the backs of other blacks in order to get into a higher class, and then completely left behind uh, the people that they said that they've cared about. 
Um, right. This is why you don't hear people talk about him. Or if they do, they take his his words out of context, like they did with mm-hmm. uh, protecting women, because he's mm-hmm. he he's one like he's an interesting like uh, like uh, person to study in the sense that yeah obviously he's not he's not he wasn't perfect but there were a lot of things that he he did that men in particular listening to him would go actually i agree with that like he has this whole thing about um if uh if someone is coming to like hurt your woman or your or the women in your life he literally he's like knock their heads off like he, he he was very but he's also he's also very like uh anti-aggression in the sense that it's like it's aggression upon you first but he he also sees the state as something that is aggressing upon his people and he goes go ahead i gotta say this yeah go ahead this is this is everything that has always baffled me what people don't realize is uh so one of my professors in uh college he did a deep dive into i don't have his book any longer there's a hilarious story behind that by the way uh but he did a deep dive in reading primary sources from a bunch of uh diaries and journals from uh white people back in the uh 1800s right but specifically kind of like right to lead up of uh, the civil war during the civil war and stuff like that he also did black people as well and so uh one of the things that I think that's been missing from the beginning of America to current. That thing that we've talked about is that if the poor whites, the low income whites, the middle income whites, the middle and low income blacks, the middle and low income Asians and Hispanics, if they all got together, man, that that's a cohesive force against the aristocracy yeah and what and, and that's kind of that's what it's always been and so i think that from the from the top you have this narrative being pushed like back back then it was you know white supremacy white people are better than black people and, and whatever you want to say what the narrative is now using politics and so on and so forth and a multitude yeah. of different other narratives media and yeah media and so it's you look at our government and you see that with white people, with black people, with Hispanics, with Asians, with this political group, that political group. I mean, the government has this, the establishment, that core group has done terrible things. Well, so I never understand when people who have been literally oppressed, you know, the FBI, they had a whole thing of uh, making the black leaders during the 50s and the 60s look like sexual deviants. Yeah. Um, and that's when, not me saying re- that. Maybe Martin Luther King did, but I I can't trust. I personally, maybe Martin Luther King Jr. did sleep with multiple women, yeah. right, and have orgies and stuff like that. I'm not going to trust an FBI document to tell me that. No, you're going to trust the Fed boys <laughs> to tell you what was going on? I mean, Listen, it, it, that it, would be wrong and that would be and, terrible. But even, I still don't think that would negate everything he that he did. But it's because like all your heroes, like so 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 on and so forth, Malcolm X, all of them are gonna have flaws because we Absolutely. all have sin. Yeah. But it's one of those things that it never I never understand. You have this government that is oppressive to all of us, right? And then the idea is to let's reform that government. Okay, I got you. 
but then let's give them more power and control over our lives. Yeah. And that's what, just to say in a nice, simple way without getting into all the details, that's what I don't understand because in my mind, it's like, okay, let's reform the government by decreasing the um, power and the authority they have over our lives right. to institute things like lockdowns to say, hey, your business isn't essential. Your black-owned business, your white-owned business, whoever owns the business. The second thing is, is, is this, is that the government's always looking to divide people up in groups and classes. It's not yeah. just... You know, it's like blacks, whites, it's, you know, brown haired, bearded men versus uh, yellow bearded men. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, dude, and you're, you know, and, and you're not, you're not wrong. And it's funny how what, what you're saying hits home so hard because of what's happening in Texas right now. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. The, the governor of Texas is all about the state. The dude does not like, we don't have time to go into that, but you can kind of look into some of the the actual reasoning behind what happened to them when the when they lost all the power and everything in the power grid, mm-hmm. and, and um, how the the state really screwed their people in that, mm-hmm. um, which is true, by the way. Um, but he comes out. I think personally, I think he came out because he was trying to get heat off of him for the um uh the whole power grid thing and texas yeah. like the all the snow and everything that happened the apocalypse that happened in texas uh a week or two ago and uh i think he came out and got rid of the mask mandate and got rid of lockdowns and said that businesses could open up 100 percent, not because it was the correct thing to do but to save his behind from yep. his constituents because this is yep. the thing and, and this is why what you say makes so much sense because it, it's a couple things if you give power to the government they do not give it back willingly this does nope. not this does not happen like it does not happen ever in the history of ever and and here's ever. the thing even when it does happens you have to ask yourself two questions what are they getting out of it um shoot i had a brain fart but the, the, the it's what are they getting out of it um and like what is what is uh what is what, you know what kind of like money there there's just things that you it's have behind. to yeah there's there's always there is there's always a catch oh it's uh what are they getting out uh oh what my camera just went out oh my really God. I see you do you Why yeah did it go out hang on hang Looks on everybody that beard hang on hang on okay there we go oh, now we're good there we go we're good. so all right it's what are we getting out of it and um. Oh my God, why am I forgetting this other one? <laughs> anyway, you just, you have to look at it from the perspective of that they're, they're, you never, follow the money. Yeah, they're never going to give up something willingly without getting something in return. This is why homelessness is always a problem because fixing homelessness does not, no one gets anything out of the homeless problem, right? Mm-hmm. If, if they did, homelessness would not be a thing they would have they would be helping those people it's you think about um a lot of the stuff that happens with uh, black lives matter and it's like if if they were to if 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 a state uh where george floyd was in um minneapolis Minneapolis, i mean minnesota minnesota um so the incident with george floyd happens that government is not going to admit wrong because that opens the floodgates to other things. The only reason that they would do that is either to cover cover themselves or um, because, again, there's something that they can get out of that, right? So they would have gotten rid of the cops right. or they would have done whatever. I think you were the one who sent me an article that was talking about um, the, the fact that 
they um they're having like all these guard guards posted a, a, uh, at the trial yeah, for that officer barbed wire they're uh barricades they're doing the national guard now, more police presence and here's the thing is that why I think would they I do remember, that because of this this is this is what <laughs> i'm gonna tell you i think that i think it's possible that this isn't me saying what he did was right keep in mind i think it's i remember seeing the minneapolis police department handbook i want to say that's what it was and that if I'm remembering correctly, that in there they talk about the different, uh, the type of force you can use and the the moves you can make to uh, apprehend a suspect that you know um, isn't being cooperative, whether if it's due to drugs or whatnot. And in there, one of the things was the knee on the neck. Yeah, and yeah, it's possible. I think they're expecting Chauvin to get acquitted. Now they're char they're 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 charging him with what is it a uh, second degree murder i want to say yeah and i don't know what the off the top of my head the details are into that but this upcoming week i'm going to research that and just to see because i think like that's the thing that happened with phil why can his last name started with a c um the other black man in uh, minneapolis that was shot by the police officer yeah in the car while he was pulling out his concealed weapons license and the cop freaked out yep. and they overcharge tried to overcharge a cop and i was like well you're not before even the trial i was you know i had watched the video multiple times i'm not a judge i'm not a lawyer or anything like that but i given my opinion i was like that cop that i believe the the charge they were going for was to almost it was something like premeditated murder or something like that and i'm like the cop didn't premeditate this murder the cop murdered him but i think it, it was more so from fear and stuff like irrational fear i don't yeah. i don't i don't believe the cop had a uh right to fear in that situation right. so we're, but we're, they didn't charge him appropriately they tried to overcharge him and so yeah. go ahead i was like, we're getting off topic a little bit from yeah. from where this started but the again it, it goes back to this the the idea of fear mongering and it, it all kind of it, it plays into that but um this mask thing governor abbott whether I agree with most of what he does or not, mm -hmm. um, he said the correct thing when he was talking about this. He goes, the government is not supposed to tell you what to do. It's not their job to tell you what to do. It's your decision, right? And this is the thing. It's like, there were some stupid, man, there were some stupid posts that someone put that was like a picture of a mask with the the come and take it, like cannon and the star, which, mm -hmm. which is a very like, it's like, uh, it, it's got history within like the Second Amendment and um, and Texas in particular, and it's like no one is coming to take your mask. It's like, and this is the thing: is that the mask has become protection for a lot of people. It's been it, it, it it's uh, virtue signaling in a lot of way. It has very little mm -hmm. to do with health and safety at, at the very least anymore. Also, people have the right to decide what they want to do with themselves. Right? right, and we're not going to get into the abortion topic right now because that's a whole other other thing. <laughs> but as an individual, you are private property yourself. You own yourself. No one else owns you. Mm -hmm. No one else has the right to tell you what to do. That right. in that includes the state. And so Abbott, in this situation, is correct. And 
it you can see the programming and the fear mongering that has happened over the last year because there were so many people specifically in Austin but you also had a lot of media sources that were picking and choosing their the people that they were interviewing who were freaking out about this and it's like you mm-hmm. know you can still wear your mask you can still social distance and you can still keep yourself at home i'm trying really hard not to curse <laughs> it's having like five if or six times to, right um, yeah no one is forcing you to stay home no one is forcing you to wear a mask oh wait sorry no one is forcing you not to wear a mask or social distance right if i want to leave the house not wear a mask while i'm out i as an individual should have the right to do that and know the risk factors if if you yep. want to present me the stats 99% survival rate by the way that's fine and then it's and up the to me the efficacy of mass yes now the 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 key to it was and you I, listen people act as if this stuff isn't done on purpose but the whole thing about asymptomatic people being able to spread uh the modello virus that is 100% <laughs> that's 100% done in order to scare people okay asymptomatic right you're not showing symptoms basically meaning you are not sick right right and they're trying to convince us that you can spread the virus even though their precious china has come out and said that that's not the case china is back to normal right why why what is going on over here it's like none of it makes None of it makes Not any just sense. over here, but in in Europe and New Zealand, I want to say, and I and two in Australia, but in New Zealand specifically, they had a, I want to say a fourteen year old, maybe it was a high schooler, test uh, negative for COVID three times, and they said to this specific area, y'all are gonna have to go on lockdown for a week. I'm like, wait, Bro. they tested negative, they don't have any symptoms, nothing, and yet it's still, um. They're still going on lockdown. So it is definitely about control. And this works perfectly. I want to, this works perfectly going in, segueing into the first session. So I want to, I want to play this clip. Okay. Uh, This, like, legitimately, like, talking about this and talking about the way that both the government and media lie to you about things that they either are planning or whatever the case may be. This is perfect. Yeah. They don't have your best interests in mind. They want to control you. Hang on. They want that power. I'm going to get this live. Yeah, go for it. I'm interested to see this. I haven't seen any of these. All right, you ready? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Do you like the name? (laughs) I do. (laughs) They are patently false, yet disinformation campaigns and conspiracy theories have become a fact of our lives these days, particularly in politics. Most get ignored, even laughed off, but there is one theory suggesting Canadians will be forced into COVID-19 internment camps that has now caught the attention of the Prime Minister. Evan Dyer brings us the story this morning. Well, COVID has, of course, supercharged conspiracy theories. There's the theory that the whole pandemic is a hoax. There's also the theory, of course, that uh, it's real but caused by governments, the so-called plandemic. But we are now seeing one uh, making the rounds after being promoted by an elected official in the Ontario Parliament. That is Randy Hillier, who was expelled from the PC government by Premier Doug Ford last year. 
and who gave a speech in the legislature two weeks ago based on a tender uh, put up by the Ontario government looking for a contractor to provide housing for people who've been required to quarantine for 14 days but have no place to stay. Mm. Randy Hillier interpreted those as quarantine camps or internment camps. Surely this government is aware of the intentions to build these isolation camps from coast to coast. And my question to the Premier is, how many of these camps will be built? And how many people does this government expect to do? Other Canadian politicians are now starting to hear about it from their constituents. One we spoke to was Charlie Angus of the New Democratic Party, who's been very active in campaigns against social media disinformation even before the pandemic, is a member of an international parliamentarian's group aimed at reining in disinformation on social media platforms. I just think it's really uh, a disgrace that people use their position, uh, a public position, to spread falsehoods. This is damaging people's confidence, and, and I have people who are really, really afraid. And I, 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 every night on Facebook, I'm dealing with people from across the country who are sending me messages, and I'm saying, listen, nobody is coming to break into your house to force you to take a mumps vaccine. Honest, it's not going to happen. This is Canada. And we also learned yesterday that this particular conspiracy theory has even reached the ears of the Prime Minister of Canada. I was uh, chatting with a group of students the other day, and uh, a young woman uh, asked me about COVID internment camps. And I had to uh, explain uh, that as we consume increasing amounts and various sources of information online and around us, we need to continue to be attentive to source, we need to be continue to be attentive uh, to uh, comparing uh, various reports and uh, looking for trusted sources. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so, uh, it, uh, if you're listening to the audio, you won't understand the music totally, but he, so that report was from about four-ish months ago, maybe, maybe January. Um, and recently, let's see, so this tweet um, that I put at the end of the clip is from February, and it says, uh, if your results come, and this is from Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister, Prime Minister of Canada, uh, if your results come back negative, you'll be able to quarantine at home. This quarantine is mandatory and will be enforced. If your test results come back positive for COVID-19, you'll be required to immediately quarantine in designated government <laughs> facilities. But David, it's not designated internment camps it doesn't say internment camps it says government facilities you the canadians do not have a choice in this there and there is uh hang on let me let me cut this out there is um actual video of people who are in these containment uh camps and they do not have food for them they're like angry and they're yelling at the people who are in charge because they're, they're and this one woman's like we are not animals. So this is a listen, you can go look this up. This was from a couple months ago like this whole thing blew up about Canada wanting to put people um in internment camps uh because of a uh a virus with a 99% survival rate. Yep. Um also if you read into this tweet you are still if you if your test comes back negative, you're still forced to quarantine at home. Showing no symptoms, yeah. nothing. And that's the thing. I think people I are finally starting to wake up. because I, sh I showed you that video of Pat McAfee. For those who don't know, he's a uh, a sports podcaster, 
uh, journalist's personality. Uh, and, you know, he, he even said it. I've heard other people say it to where it's like, okay, it's mask, no mask, mask. And then it's, you know, get the vaccine and, and everything go back to normal. No, it's not going to go back to normal. We'll now get a second vaccine. It's not going to go back to normal. You still have to wear the mask. You still have to do this. I think people are finally waking up that it's all about control and having power over your life. Yeah. That's what it's about. And then having the authority to determine what you can and can't do. And they don't have that right. They don't have that authority. No one does. It doesn't matter if they're, if it's Trump, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Mike Pence, Ron Paul, I don't care who you put in there. No one has the right to tell you that. And if you want to choose to social distance and wear a mask, then that's your right. But no one should be able to force a mask on you, your business to lock down, all that stuff. Yes. Now, if a business wants to decide, hey, you have or you you have to wear a mask or you don't have to, that's the right of the business, right? All yep. these business coming out in Texas saying, hey, we require you to wear a mask. Guess what? Are the Republicans going to find them for doing that? Are the Republicans going to go after them for doing that? Even though uh, the Republican governor just issued that you don't have to do that. But guess what? In all these Democrat-run states where you uh, I mean, had to force people to wear a mask, if they didn't, they would get fined, right? Yeah, they lose their business license, liquor license, whatever. I was going to say it, it took like five conservatives an entire year to find their nutsack to actually like realize what was going on so right obviously they're not going to do anything but yeah it's that's a point is if you have a business that you own and you want people to wear a mask inside that is your decision and people should respect that now it doesn't mean that they have to to shop there if, the, if mm -hmm. you decide to do that and they're like i don't want to deal with this and they they find another place to go you chose something and they also chose something that's how transactions work let me let me ask you this. This is going to be kind of it's not it's going to be off subject from the COVID, but it's its own subject with the business thing we have yeah. going on here. Should businesses be allowed to violate your uh, bill of rights, like your rights that you have? Like for example, you know the right to bear arms. Should a right. business be allowed to say that you can't have weapons on our premises? Because I think now now check it out, people. This is what happens with the government. We talk a lot about big tech, but if the government can't ban you from not owning a weapon, well, what the government can do is say, oh, well, you can't have weapons or what businesses can do, especially if they have connections with people who are in the government who are for gun bans and stuff like that is like, oh, well, you can't bring a weapon into this retail store. You can't bring a weapon into this restaurant. You can't bring a weapon. So now, even though I may have my concealed weapons license, I don't have all this and and everything like that i can now i cannot legally enter there i could nobody's probably going to know but if if i was to get caught now you know i have to lose the premises or something like that right so it basically makes it difficult for me to not not own a gun but have that gun and carry it out to defend myself again in case someone is aggressing upon me whether if that's a state or if that's an individual right um <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm like I'm kind of thinking through this a little bit. I have my you, I have my answer, but I'm trying to yeah. think of the the correct to make sure I do this correctly. Let me remind everybody: gun control started as from from racism, basically, and so yeah. it harms 
minorities and obviously there are more women than men but women are included in the minority group yes and so it, it harms us not those who are in power who have security guards and who use guns to defend themselves so let me let me oh gosh i, I won't get in trouble for this um I, the example if someone has a sign on their door that prohibits you from bringing a firearm into the premises the question has to be asked is this actually going to stop someone that would bring one onto the premises in order to hurt people? Most likely illegally, either way, right? If you put right. a sign up on a door of your business, is that going to stop a person from coming in to hurt the person that they're trying to hurt with that firearm? Right. I believe the answer is no. So why should that stop a law-abiding citizen? Well, I think what they use is they use this, they they frame ordinary people in a bad light while saying, "Well, oh hey, Jimmy or Sally may have a bad day, and on a normal day, they'll they'll be fine with the weapon. But then, like if they have a mental breakdown, they're going to use it and and shoot up the joint." And I'm like, that doesn't happen, people. That, I mean, also that's a straw man argument. You are crea- right. you are creating an incident that isn't the case. There are. I, man, I, and again, we don't have time to go through all the, right. uh, the, the times that a mass shooting has occurred, which I believe if I'm, if I remember correctly, a mass shooting is two or more people. So people should understand that when they talk about mass shootings and the number of mass shootings, they like, they like to conveniently leave out that the, the definition, I guess, by law in the country or whatever, whoever came up with it, like I think people. it's two or more people, um, who are, who, who are killed by a firearm. So that, that could it's ridiculous, right? Um, people who have, again, people who have missile, like people who have a bad day, like don't don't do that. Also, you're every time they bring up these straw men, it's like you're just mm-hmm. giving me more of a reason to want to carry a firearm on a regular basis. Right? You're not deterring me from from that at all. You're it, it, it's. I, this gets thrown around a lot in in um, like two A circles, but it, it's mm-hmm. the an armed society is a polite society. You can actually look at a place like Kennesaw, Georgia, um, that requires people who own who own homes in Kennesaw to have a firearm in their house. They have a two percent crime mm-hmm. rate. I think like break being like breaking breaking and entering within right. their homes, something like that. Um, that it, that's pretty well known. Like anybody in that that part of Georgia, like generally knows that's the case, um, and that's because if someone knows that they can't go, like the reason that these things happen most of the time, the reason they happen at schools, the reason that they happen in places um, where people are innocent, right? Like that whole thing going on that happened in Vegas a few years ago. They do right. it because they know that they can get as many people as possible because no one is going to be around to stop them. It's right. it's odd. Like schools don't allow you to have firearms on the premises generally. Like you can keep you can like like lock them up, and it depends on the state that you're in. Um, but in general, like schools are are very uh, uh, anti firearm. Um, you can't carry them on the premises. And the question comes back: Who's that going to stop if they actually want to get on campus to hurt people? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the question. Now again, we're coming at exactly. it from this logical, somewhat logical. Perspective, but it, there's an emotional aspect to this too because it's, I can't believe we got on this. Um, it, it if if it's between me and the people that I that I love, I'll take the fine, I'll take the jail time, I'll take what whatever it is if that saves people's lives. 
because that mm-hmm. like exactly. it, listen i it it, it, it people are always going to try to say like oh you should take these things away there are like what 300 million guns in the, no it's more than that it's it's an insane oh, no, there's like more. there's like two guns for for every person that live in, lives in this country you're never going to get rid of all of them and if you take them away from uh normal people who are just trying to live their lives who who go about this stuff more people yep. are going to get hurt and you're going to cause issues with the, the people who legitimately will die for that right. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's not a, a statement on me. But I'm saying that there are people who will tell you to come and get them. Right. It, it's one of the, and, and to some degree, that's the case. It's like if, if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris want to, to take away people's firearms, Joe, Kamala, come to my house and take them. Yep. It's like, and, and that's the thing is the man, and this is what I try to get across to people is like the, this is what the government does, like they they use um, uh, police, they they use any kind of force to put you in a position where you no longer have uh, your freedoms, whether that's yep. the mask thing, and and it doesn't usually. I think uh, Tim Pool, he, he likes to talk about it being kind of like this quiet thing. Um, it happens over time subtly. You know, it's like uh, they I guess they. T- oh, it's boiling water. They talk about the way I think mm-hmm. you boil either crabs or frogs. You don't turn up the heat right away. You slowly bring up the heat in order to um, not get the frog to freak out and try to jump out. If it happens slowly over time and you slowly turn up the heat, eventually the di- the frog will just die in the boiling water because it doesn't realize what's happening to it. And this is this right. is legitimate. And I, I know it's extreme. Um, in that in that regard, but when you're talking about your freedoms and you're talking about the ability to live the life your life the way that you want to, the government is always in the way of that. That's why it goes back to yep. this thing of you know when you talk about um, uh, Planned Parenthood and the woman who started that um, and her her like ties to racism and her ties to um, uh like genocide of uh of black people and then the government is like defending that or they're like they just want to change excuse me they just want to change the name it's like what are they getting out of this and and that's and that's why i say like the first question that you have to ask when that government ever does something nice for you is what are they getting out of this getting out of it exactly (laughs) i think that's good and then that has to do with again them trying to control you just like with covid covid was just uh a way for them to garner more control yes. over you completely now speak- and, and the more it goes on the more obvious huh it becomes i said speaking of stupidity oh do you want me to get into this next one <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, this is on. great okay i should win a grifty for doing this i know i i do want to say um that and and i hope people appreciate this um i tried to diversify where i got clips from i People like um, to talk talk about authoritative sources, and because for some dumb reason people think CNN is a, uh, an authoritative source, this clip is from CNN. The other one was from somewhere in Canada. Um, but you can see, man, I'm telling you, it's like when you realize that the government doesn't have your best interest at heart, and you look at these clips of either government officials or, uh, in Canada specifically, state-run media, because it's uh, almost across the board, it's state run in, in Canada. Like taxpayer dollars go to these media companies. Um, mm. You just, you begin to see, like things start breaking down a little bit of you're like, 
what are they doing? Like, what, like what's the agenda here? Right. Uh, so let me share this with you. Uh... Hasbro and their transformation into a digital entertainment powerhouse. But first, we need to talk about this. Hey, it's Hasbro. Hasbro makes toys. What's new, Hasbro? Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head with their own cars and trailers. That's what's new. See? Oh, yes, we're going there. There's been quite a storm after some elements of their media reported Mr. Potato Head was being cancelled, with the Mr. being dropped from packaging. Well, Hasbro's confirmed, although it could be branded Potato Head, as you can see, you can still buy a Mr. or a Mrs. Potato Head. So don't panic. Brian Goldner is chairman and CEO of Hasbro and joins us now. Wow, Brian, I did not anticipate this being where we started this conversation, but I do think we have to, uh, we have to talk about it a PR problem or PR perfection, quite frankly, because everyone's talking about Potato Head, Mr. Mrs. You know, Potato Head has been a part of our company, Hasbro, and a part of childhood, Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head, since the 1950s. And Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head are not going anywhere. They're still a prominent part of the brand, and they are still prominent in kids' lives and as part of the play. Our team is offering uh, the rest of and, and additional potato head family members. And so that's really the, the push now. We hear from parents and kids. They want to expand on the creative play of the brand. And so, yes, it's uh, terrific to get this kind of publicity. And uh, people should know that Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head are available and ready to come home and play with, uh, with your family. Okay. Uh, I, do you, where do you want to start with this one? I don't even. <laughs> I don't Man, even. Why do people even care. I know. I know. Dude, this is this is everywhere right now. Just go eat your lays and just be happy. So, my just my initial thoughts, kind of, with this, I was like, isn't like the like it's literally some some crap you put on a potato. Like a potato is androgynous or whatever to begin with like it's not a it doesn't have like private parts it does it's just a toy right now right the thing that makes me think that that guy is 100 lying huh there isn't a female and male potato (laughs) (laughs) bro who knows i i think the ceo is lying about why they did this. They're just like, oh, it's rebranding. I think he uh I think they're taking advantage of shock culture and this whole outrage culture or outrage that goes around on the media. He dude, he played the conservatives like a fiddle. And again, we're going back to that same thing again that because this is who you're hearing it from. Now, obviously like there are people out there kind of making jokes about it like um who just don't really care, you know. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things that th- I think this got blown out of proportion. Yeah. Now I don't I don't think that we have to spend a ton of time on this because this is just so stupid. And yeah. it's just it's <laughs> oh man, they definitely you're exactly right. I think they Hasbro did this intentionally to drum up attention, to yeah. drum up, you know, sales to from, you know, uh both sides probably. The same thing with what we're going to talk about later happened. I think a lot of these companies are taking 
advantage of both sides, mm, the liberal side and the right side. Yeah. And that shock value to, to generate income and money and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I think um I I think the last rain, I don't want, I don't want to give it away. But I, think I didn't want to give it away either. A little, it's a little more nefarious than this, I think, based on yeah. kind of what I've been looking into. You're, okay. You, got, you guys are going to like that one. But yeah, I mean, I can heart like it's one of those things that I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but there are definitely times where it's just hard for me to care about certain things that are going on. It's like, yeah. and again, this is the kind of garbage that conservatives, this is the hill they want to die on on a regular basis. Exactly. Like, like this is the want to talk about like come on if you don't like the fact that you can have two mr potato heads or two mrs potato heads or a mr mrs and another mr or uh, just a freaking regular potato then don't buy the product it's yeah, that simple it's that simple don't, it do it. don't buy it dude just I don't, ignore it i haven't <laughs> thought about mr potato head at least since, since toy, store story. Yeah, toy story 3 because i haven't even seen the most recent one like i just like, come That's on, guys. Man. It's like, come on, guys. Like, there are, you have people, and this is why I said it always feels like they, they don't know the direction, like, conservatives don't know the direction that they're trying to go in. And we're not saying these things just to clown on, on conservatives. Like, a lot of our friends are, um, you know, they're very passionate about the things that they believe in. But it's like, you guys have to start thinking through this stuff before you get on social media or you start just, like, shooting from the hip about your feelings. It's like, why are they doing this? Right. Yeah. Like why, what's going on? What's really the story? And sometimes it, it is nefarious, but to be honest, I think Hasbro just, maybe their sales are down. Maybe they needed to, to revive the product and they understand that drama will sell stuff because mm -hmm. e either, either liberals are going to see this and be like, yeah, they're sticking it to the conservatives. And so the, they go and they buy the potatoes. Um, right. Or, uh, and then the conservatives are drumming up all this free press for them, essentially, right? Even if they're not going out right. to, to buy the stuff. Um, and, and again, just like Gina Carano, just like uh, the stuff that goes on with Disney on a regular basis, people will be upset about what happened. They will cancel for, especially on the conservative side, they'll cancel for a week, a month, maybe a year. But eventually they always just come back around. Yep. You know? They don't and stick that, to their guns. That's, that's, yeah, it's capitalism to some degree, but it's like, guys, yep. it if you want to vote with your wallet, you have to stick to your principles uh, in mm -hmm. that regard. Um, I can, um, it's, it's not that important, but I've, I've completely stopped watching the NBA because it's clear that beforehand they were just pandering to one ideology. And now when that hurt their income, their revenue, they started pandering to the other side of the ideology. Uh -huh. And my whole thing is stick to the principles you're saying. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. If you want to say, I support this person's right right this group's right but it needs to be consistent and when you're not consistent that's why i'm going to call it out when you yeah. say something uh, when you have one of your leaders in the nba say you know we need to think before we speak i'm like yeah you do yeah um, <laughs> all the <laughs> yeah completely agree with there but you're just and, and so i think it just comes back to that man i think too it's picking and choosing I, I feel like the reason why conservatives got so much an uproar about it is because you have all this stuff going on around and education all these different things yeah and uh so it's like this one little thing is there a chance to blow off steam or whatnot or, yeah. or complain about more or or try and get things back on the right track but it's just one of those things that uh, the Republican leadership are a bunch of cowards, man. They don't yeah. have any spine. And it's that's the thing that 
we've talked about before that Donald Trump, he may not have been a great fighter, but at least he was fighting, yeah, right? He was taking swings. Was fighting. When you look at the Democrats, man, they will move freaking earth to get what they want done. Doesn't yeah. matter if you like it or not, they will do whatever yeah. it takes. And you may, I don't like uh, most of their policies. I don't like um, most of their leadership. Uh, the you know establishment Democrats and the in the very far left, not the classically liberal uh, people who identify as Democrats, but the far left and the establishment, and but still they'll do whatever it takes to get done. Whereas Republicans are just like, well, that's bad, and I'm going to yell at you, and I'm going to host a a meeting and yell at you on Twitter and stuff and on C-SPAN, and that way everybody can see. But I'm not going to do anything. Yeah, the people with power on one side, like the liberals, the people with power on that side. They are principled in whatever they're trying to strike at. Whatever they want, mm -hmm. they are principled in accomplishing it. The conservatives are full of hot air. And even Trump proved that with everything that happened. He's like, oh, yeah, yep. oh I was cheated. I was da-da-da-da. And then he's just like, hmm, okay, I guess I'm done. <laughs> and, and you're like, that that's what they do all the time. It's like, oh, okay, I guess we lost. Oh, yeah. okay, oh, okay, like, here, take take this a little bit of my freedom and stop talking about this subject that's what they do all the time the conservatives should they do not deserve to actually be called conservatives because they nope. never they don't conserve anything nope. they they give up everything you know they, we, we should figure out a new name for them like i don't know it's not coming to but mind yeah. but yeah it's, bro i think it, that's it's why just it's ridiculous just it's like they're they, who you're they, for. yeah they lost the um the uh traditional family uh, debate or whatever, and in a, if 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 you want to go that way, the Mr. Potato Head incident is sort of a ripple effect of that for them, and so you already lost the actual war, and this is just an effect of it, and so you're just screaming into a void, and nobody cares because Hasbro's just making money, and you're giving them free press. It's like maybe right. maybe sometimes it's better to ignore specific things and stay laser focused on other things. So that's it. That's all I got for that one. Nah, I agree. All right. Are you ready to you ready to talk about other drama? Uh, oh, yeah. That's maybe a little bit more interesting. This this Let's one's on you. It. I don't have a I don't have a clip for this one because the only okay. clips the only clips that you find. Uh, first of all, what are we talking about? OK, we're talking about the upcoming boxing match between Jake Paul, the YouTuber. Yes. The Disney star versus <laughs> Ben Askren the two-time two-divisional champion in MMA uh I think a two-time collegiate division one state wrestling champion and also an Olympic athlete yes. in wrestling yes I've I've so, I've heard legitimate him referred. yeah um so all the clips that are out there uh are basically either Jake Paul saying that he's gonna win or um uh, ben Askren saying that he's going to win, and then right. uh, videos of both of them training, or videos of people clowning on Ben Askren because he can't strike. Which, to be fair, we'll get into it, but they are yeah. hilarious. <laughs> like, I think he's clowning on purpose. I don't think he's because Ben Askren so. is a smart guy. He is, he is really and, smart. I mean, to be that type of athlete, that's why I don't, I don't diss on LeBron James in the sense of like he has a certain intellect. And the same thing with Ben Askren. Or whoever else, they have a certain intellect about mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. They didn't get where they were because they were dumb. Um, so why so, are we? So why are we talking about this? <laughs> okay, Jake Paul came out and in his last fight knocked out a retired NBA player. 
Uh, and before Nate, that, I don't know. Nate, who, Nate, Nate uh, Robinson. Nate Robinson. That I like. He, he went to Washington. He went to Washington University. Shout out Washington. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I know it was terrible. But <laughs> Jake Paul has been training and boxing the past three years, and he has two professional fights, I think. Maybe three. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It's, I think it's two. Three amateur two or three amateur fights not I, professional I think it's two because he fought another youtuber which i guess counted and then he fought nate nate robinson so he he's been yeah. in two amateur fights with basically the equivalent of taking some semi-athletic people off the street and putting them yeah. in the ring with him yeah exactly which i would say you know nate robinson was an elite athlete in the nba but, you know, I think he fought that YouTuber. I, the reason why I said two or three times, I thought he fought that YouTuber three times, but may have just been I once. And, and, and either way, right. who cares? It's Jake Paul. Uh, <laughs> and so now he's going up against Ben Askren. Ben Askren, in his MMA career, he cannot stand up worth anything. And so he is not a stand-up fighter. He has taken people down and dominated. He's very one-dimensional, mm -hmm. but he is a master at his crap he gets his hands on you and you're going down yep pretty much and so uh his resume i think it's like 18 and 2 or something he only has two or three losses and he just has that really embarrassing one to maz vidal yeah right? in five seconds he got need which any, everyone would have incredible knocked out yeah. That thing. yeah it's, it's, it's it one of those things you, it isn't it is incredible <laughs> if that doesn't win i think masvidal's in for a bad round at least just one round right so uh because ben is i mean he's deadly and so that was just bad then he lost to damian maya who is a wizard on the ground he's a very skilled in jujitsu and utilizes uh wrestling as well and ben askren is good I, I think ben was just overconfident going into that fight not mm -hmm. counting uh maya's uh ground game as well as he should have so anyway so he loses to them too and then retires from the usc he prior to that he beat robbie lawler and so uh now he's coming out he just had a hip surgery after he has hip surgery jake paul calls him out and ben askren's like yeah i'll come out of retirement beat the crap out of a youtuber disney star and so basically what you have is someone who is not i think i do think that jake paul was uh at least i think he it may have won state in wrestling or was maybe he was just he was he, he went was, to state he, as a wrestler yeah. there's i mean this is that's not saying that's not saying there there are there's levels in competition yeah now to be an olympic athlete to be in the ufc in the upper echelon to be in bellator and be a champion to be in one championship and be a champion that's elite level fighting and and ben askren has fought elite level fighters prior to douglas uh, douglas lima and bellator and other fighters too to where he negated their stand-up because every fight starts standing mm -hmm. so you got to think ben askren it's just not about him punching right and kicking and stuff like that it's about him also being able to dodge these shots and get, get out of the way yeah. and everything. And you're dealing with four ounce gloves and man, those have pop on them that you're, you're faster. There's yep. less room to block all that stuff. And so with boxing with this match, they're going to have 10 ounce gloves so he can move out of the way of Jake Paul's shots and, and everything. And I think what Ben Askren's going to do, obviously you take away his main weapon, which is wrestling. So he can't wrestle, but what he's going to do is he's going to try and use the clinch. 
yeah. on Jake Paul and tire him exactly. out. Exactly. And it's just going to be dirty boxing. That's yeah. what's going to be. It's not. He's not going to be standing around like Nick Robertson did, and he's going to be able to duck and dodge from Jake Paul's shots. Now, does Jake Paul is he a better technical boxer than Ben Askren? Yes, he's been training just in boxing well, for the past three years. Yeah, he but looks. I was going to say he looks. If you watch videos of the two of them, you would think that Jake is the better the better boxer because when it comes to you're right, like how technical he is with it. Um, he's fast, he strikes, it looks like he's striking hard, mm -hmm. but that's, that's it. And so if you're right. just going off the training and Jake has never, you're right, he's never, I mean, I don't know, I can't even remember the name of the YouTuber that he fought, but. KSI. He fought KSI? I thought his brother yeah. fought KSI and KSI beat him. Maybe that's what it was. Because I, I can I confuse yeah, the two of them all the time, but I'm pretty sure KSI <laughs> beat like I think KSI knocked out he his did. brother. Yeah. Um so you can't I, I think you're right. You can't look at um uh some videos of him hitting pads, which is about timing. Yes, there's all the yes, that's there's a reason that you do it, it is important. But right. when it comes to being in the ring being um having all of that that past experience like Askren mm -hmm. has a hundred times more experience than he does now again i think you're the one too who says like it's definitely possible that jake could knock him out like anything mm -hmm. anything is possible but there's I, I was watching some like analysis i guess a little bit of like some of the leaked video or whatever they leaked some mm -hmm. video of, of ben training um and he's sneaky dude and, and he's doing he's doing like all these like little flurries and then it's like uppercut right to the chin right right and and that's the thing is that he's getting him to do this right and so everything down here uh sorry for those of you that are listening to this but yeah he's blocking and when you block you're blocking the sides of your head but your chin is completely open right which is the reason that you duck it's the reason you, you want to stay mobile but he uh you see ben do this in the in the in the shots where he's he's doing all this stuff to try to get like Jake to do this stuff, and then he goes for the uppercut. And they were saying right. that one of the other things that Jake is terrible at is that he he dips his head when he he does he'll do these uh, over his head shot. My camera's gonna be going all over the place. He's doing <laughs> these over the head shots, and he's leaving his entire side open uh, mm -hmm. when he does that. And he's ducking down to I guess his, it would be his left because I think he's right-handed. So he's right. doing all this stuff that is leaving him open for massive hits. And that's the thing that I don't think people are taking into consideration with this stuff. Like, it's not as if Ben's team is not paying attention to yep. Jake's fights. And they're just like, exactly. oh, he, he, you know, it's like he might be confident, but you're still going to watch your opponent to make sure you know exactly what to do. Yep. And here's the thing is that the Jake is being trained by traditional boxers like so very much about the fundamentals and everything like that. And that's good. I And I, and I know that Ben is being obviously trained as well in those things but Benin's more his training is more so from what i've gathered so far of what they've leaked is going to be more on unorthodox it's yeah. going to be you know not your traditional type of punching and boxing match and stuff like that because that doesn't suit ben ben is going to try and get in the clinch do dirty boxing do, do dirty boxing and in a way almost kind of like grapple him to where he's going to have to weigh his body on him yep. and stuff like that and yeah. where i think ben's going to win is he's going to wear him out stamina wise and then if you've never been if you've never sparred if you've never played a sport to where you're tired and like sincerely just 
exhausted, you have to dig deep to keep going. Yes. And it takes, it takes, you either have it or you don't. It's no earning it or anything like that. It's either there or it's not. And there's multiple ways to quit and lose a fight. But not only that, Jake Paul, this is a huge step up in, in competition. Yeah. Right. Like, granted, Ben Askren isn't a technical boxer. His his skill isn't stand up, but he has elite level training for so many years. Now he just has two months to just strictly focus on and do that. That's way more than anything that Jake Paul's going to be able to do. And so yeah. he'll be able to. I think Ben will be able to make up the gap to win the fight. Yeah, you know? I, I do. Honestly, and it's an easy payday for him. Yeah. I, I think the fact that Ben Askren's an underdog, I'm like, wait a second. Y'all, this this guy has fought elite level fighters. I understand you're taking away his main weapon, which is grappling, but he's going to he's going to figure out a way to win. There's a difference from a fighter versus an athlete, right? He's going to he's going to exploit Jake's weaknesses. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because Jake is going into this going like this guy can't strike, like and you know. We could be totally wrong. We, you know, that, that fight's in April, right? Like mid-April? April 17th. So, you know, we'll talk about it afterwards because I think that that'll be really interesting to kind of bring back up uh, at the time. But, man, I just, after watching some of that, he, I Ben, I think you're right. He's going to exhaust him, and he's going to tilt him, meaning that he's going to uh, get in his head. Because he, like Jake thinks that he's gonna, Jake said in an interview that he think I think he's gonna try to knock him out in like the second round or something like that. Yeah. And so, but if he's got him clinched, and for those of you that don't know what he what he means when clinched, at least in, in it, it generally means that you are attack you're grappling onto the other person. So, in something right. like Muay Thai, it's generally on the back of the head because you have control. You can swing someone around if you have control over um, sort of like that back area of the head, like where people's bald spots mm-hmm. tend to come in. Um, and he's gonna he's gonna do that. He's gonna frustrate him because you can't get those power. It's just like um, who's the who's the boxer that fought uh, that fought Tyson Fury recently? Um, uh, Deontay Wilder. Uh, Deontay Wilder. Like Deontay Wilder's like it would be not equal, obviously, because Deontay's a, a beast and just knocks people. Oh yeah, knocks people out. But if you don't have the the ability, like the room to like wind up a punch to be able to actually hit someone, it's the reason why like in jujitsu you always have to be aware of your your movements because there's a certain amount of force that has to be uh released in order to actually knock someone out now obviously it's yep. different depending on who it is um but if he's if he's clinching Jake Paul Jake's not going to be able to make some sort of knockout punch in that way right. um and is and, it possible it's possible but yeah. it's highly the highly unlikely that he'd he'd be able to because you have to generate some serious force from there and not only yeah. that but yeah. Jake's going to be carrying around that muscle that he has, and that's going to zip a lot of his stamina and energy. So we're going to see, you know, in the later rounds what he has. And I just think when you're in there with a fighter like Ben, it's not going to be much. And and this is the thing that Ben has. Jake Paul has fast twitch muscle fibers, which means he could pop. He, he has speed and everything, but that also tires you out faster. Yeah. Now Ben Askren on the hand, other hand has static muscle fiber so that means you know it's he he's not as fast but he has these short punches he still hits hard and everything like that but allows him to last longer in condition and so i just think that's what you're going to see probably by fourth fifth sixth seventh round uh 
you know, probably around the sixth, seventh round, you're going to see Ben Askren probably win by TKO unless Jake Paul pulls out before the fight. Because again, it's yeah. There's like here's rumor, the thing. There's rumors. It's like it doesn't matter. That What's that? Might, there's rumors that he might not even do it. Yeah, they're they're thinking Ben Ben's thinking that he's going to pull out. He's going to admit some type of injury or COVID or something before the fight and pull out. <laughs> and so, because I think he's going to realize what he got himself into. Mm. And be, and here's the thing. This is this is what you saw even with Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. Why would you be scared if you're Conor of getting in a boxing match with Floyd Mayweather when in an actual fight you could beat the mess out of him? Yeah, that was the other point I wanted to bring up is that because you we were talking about this and it's it's actually the reason we decided to do the subject um, because I thought they were doing an MM I thought it was an MMA fight. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to get in the octagon and fight, and I was like. Askren's gonna destroy him. I was like, I don't even understand this. And then you're like, oh no, they're <laughs> boxing. And I was like, what? <laughs> yep. It's like what? You know, it's an that, art, you know. and it's not the. It's like somebody saying, thinking that they're a better basketball player than LeBron James or whoever or Michael Jordan because they beat them in a three point competition. It's one part yeah. of basketball, one art of basketball, but not actual basketball yeah and so that's the thing con mcgregor beats floyd in a fight all day every day right uh ben Askren beats jake paul in a fight all day every day so it's not like what can what can uh jake paul say oh i beat you in a boxing match you know it's, it's like, like big whoop you can't beat me in a fight yeah it's like you want to get in the fight. real it's like you want to do a real one and and who knows i mean maybe that's that's ben's plan is like okay uh you you know hypothetically jake paul beats him or whatever Askren can just be like, all right, why don't you step up? It's like, put your money where your, where your mouth is. Let's mm-hmm. do an actual fight. And he's done. Right. He's done it. Because, like, right. like, grappling, jiu-jitsu, all of that kind of stuff, that is not something that you do for very long and become that technically good at it. No, Jake Paul could hire Daniel Cormier. He could hire... Uh, he, could go, he could go to Brazil and work could, with the Gracies for a year. And it's five still... Five years. It's not, it's not the same. It's not no, the same. He, he could have the gold medalist in the Olympic wrestling and Olympic wrestling, all the top wrestlers in the world, the top of the elite, the 1%, train him in wrestling for five years, and that still wouldn't make up the gap between him and Ben Askren as far as grappling yeah. is concerned. Olympic there are level levels athlete. to this, and there are yeah, yeah, there are levels to this and things that you pick up just from muscle memory, all kinds of stuff that people don't realize how complex this is and how deep this is on what people are doing. So, yep. so yeah, Ben Askren, I think it's going to smoke him. I got 20 bucks on it. Uh, okay, so I'll if he drops, if, he, if Jake drops out, do you still win that $20? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. Out. I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't I, even think about it. I feel that. like you should because that should count as a loss. Yeah. Like, I think if, if, if like a team in a sport like cancels or they have to, they can't make it or for whatever reason, I think it counts as a loss for them. So we'll see if he pulls it out. Yeah. It's got moves. be unlike him. I mean, I would pull out too because I, yeah. you know, don't want to get smoked by Ben Askren. Oh, no stand up, man. Um, I if it goes through, at the very least, I just hope it's entertaining. No matter the outcome, no matter what, I, I want to see something. I want to see something entertaining. I hope so. Jay Paul doesn't win. Now, now, kudos <laughs> to Jay Paul. He is smart by picking Ben Askren to fight because Ben Askren doesn't have stand up, no stand up at all, and. But he's a legitimate fighter, even though it's not boxing. It's a legitimate fighter, so I think that is good. But he has a bunch of people. I mean, Jorge Masvidal's trained Jake Paul some. Um, Evander Holyfield's come in and trained Jake Paul. 
all that stuff. So he does have good people, but I just think at the end of the day, Ben Askren is just smart. He's an athlete. And when you get, you cannot simulate a fight, no matter what you do in practice and stuff like that, actually simulating a fight, there's a night and day difference. Absolutely. Okay. But yes, anyway, speaking <laughs> of fighting. <laughs> are you, man, are you ready for this one? Okay, so let me set this up. Um, I, I don't remember what day it was this week. Um, some mon- Monday, Tuesday, something like that. Uh, there was a report that came out that the people who own, who who are essentially the caretaker, ta- excuse me, the caretakers of Dr. Seuss's like enterprise, if you will. So all of his books, they you know any of the rights. Uh, there are there's basically a group of people that make sure that things are taken care of, that things are you know not being misused. That whole deal. Like Tolkien has this. I think. Um, C.S. Lewis has something set up like this. Um, there are even right. people like Carrie Fisher from Star Wars. Like they have people who, you know, her image has to be like licensed out in order to be used. Um, I believe it's Random House Books that uh, owns Dr. Seuss. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have publishing rights, but like there's, right. there's essentially a panel of people within like mm-hmm. Seuss's empire, essentially, um, that take care of everything that's going on. So. Uh, Monday or Tuesday, whenever it was, it came out that um, they were no longer going to publish uh, six books. See, six books. Um, I have them all here somewhere. Uh, they are, uh, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street. If I ran the zoo, Miguelliot's pool, on beyond zebra. Scrambled Egg Super, The Cat's Quizzer. These are all Dr. Seuss books. They're written for children. Um, and they are no longer going to publish this, these books, and I quote, for hurtful or wrong imagery. Joseph, if you didn't know, and I'm going to tell you, because because I... <laughs> If you didn't, let's get to this first. If you didn't okay. know that I, uh, or like exactly what they were talking about, because I don't even know if you do know exactly the imagery that they're talking about. No, I have no idea. I know one. I know one. Okay. Which yeah, is the one, Asian stereotype. Yeah, yeah, there's one in particular from, uh, uh, and I and I think I saw it on Mulberry Street, um, that I think it's the one that's been making the rounds, or making rounds the yeah. most. Um. So other than that, like you saw that, what what's your what's your sort of like initial reaction to all of this? Oh man, I think it's, I think it's dumb, man. I think it's just trying to put all morality back. You know, first off, I don't know if Dr. the the actual author just used Doctor Seuss, um, if he was racist or not. I have no idea. I haven't okay. even looked into it. Let me. But play, second, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't. I read, I mean, I read some of the books when I was a well, kid. I even went back when I was a little bit older. I don't know if it was middle school or high school and went back and, and read them again. Um, I'm gonna, I never took out anything about, I never thought one essence, yes. anything negative about any race that was mentioned in there or anything like that. So I don't know what they're talking about. Okay, I'm going to play this first clip. But mm-hmm. while we're going through this, and I and I may have mentioned this to you when we were prepping for the show, um, 
I believe that there's actually a hidden agenda going mm-hmm. on behind why they did this, and I will reveal it. <laughs> I think I it a, is. I think, or there definitely is a hidden agenda on why I, they did this. I have a clip that I think proves exactly why they did this. All right, um, let's do it then. Let's get this into is, it. This is this first clip is the initial sort of like, uh, I guess, report about what was going on. So let me let me okay. share this. Let me share this with you. Uh, and and then we'll go from there. Uh, all right, ready? Mm-hmm. Well, today is Read Across America Day. It's a date originally chosen to honor the birthday of Dr. Seuss. But tonight, mentions of the late children's author have been removed from many of this year's celebrations. And his publisher says it will no longer sell several of his books after concerns were raised about his portrayals of race. We get more now from CBS's Adriana Diaz. Tonight, six of Dr. Seuss's books, including And to Think That I Saw It on Mulberry Street and If I Ran the Zoo, will no longer be published. Dr. Seuss Enterprises said these books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong after consulting with a panel of scholars and educators. Theodore Seuss Geisel wrote and illustrated more than 45 children's books. Six contained racist stereotypes like this 1937 image described as China Man with a cone-shaped hat, long pigtail, and chopsticks. He's the only person drawn in yellow. In 1978, he removed the yellow and renamed him Chinese Man. He also caricatured Arabs and Africans, but promoted equality in works like The Sneetches. Philip Nell wrote three books on Dr. Seuss. I think he's like a lot of white people, in whom I include myself, um, you know, who just isn't fully aware of how racism has shaped his own imagination. I think the fact that he's trying to be anti-racist and is racist at the same time is unusual. I had no idea that it was this bad. Katia Montel wrote about reading the books to her children for the Nashville Public Library. Do you think this is something that should make people not read his books? I definitely don't think this should put him on the outs as far as people reading his books. It still can be used as a teaching tool to have those hard conversations with children. A teaching tool about stereotypes. Adriana Diaz, CBS News. Chicago. Okay. So I don't <laughs> So they that that kind of gives you a, a background into it. So I I want you to and and I hope everyone is sticking with us with this because this was one of those things that like as I dug deeper into this, one I felt like I was uh prepping an episode of Mo Facts, right? Because yeah, right. The deeper I went down the hole, it was like, okay, uh, okay. So I, I originally heard imagery that's hurtful and wrong. I'm like, I can't even think of anything. I'm pretty sure I read some of these books as a kid. Um, and then my the next thing that I did, and this is the but, first. Hang on, let okay. me let me stop. Yes. But they would say that's because you're white and you're a male. So obviously. I, yeah, I'm racist and also anti-racist at the same time. Like, what was that guy talking about? What is he ta- What is he talking about? You can like, only be one or the other. Okay, so where where was? Oh I? gosh. Okay, so I I immediately when hearing about this, um, shout out to Redhead Libertarian. She was the one who um, had the list that I first saw of all of the books. Um, so I took mm-hmm. that list and immediately put it in the show notes and. Um, I went to because they said they weren't selling them on Amazon, and that someone was selling one for like fifteen grand or something like that. 
like just absurd yep. amounts because you know that's what happens anytime someone bans anything gosh i bet someone bought that for 15 grand i, I think you're right and i think i have some of dr seuss's books around here somewhere and i really want to try to find them because i'm like maybe i have one of these anyway yeah, right so couldn't find them there and i went all right i wonder if i can look at another another bookstore and maybe they still have them maybe i can like snipe them real quick uh, mm -hmm. and have all six of those books in in the collection right um because they're not publishing this anymore and this is where it starts to get interesting right I went on Barnes and Noble. Like I found out about this like early. Like Twitter news moves fast, and so you get information off of Twitter. I think generally before uh, the the public hears about it or uh, these mm -hmm. uh, like NBC, CBS, whoever. Right. So I go on Barnes and Noble's website. They're not there, or like they're sold out. Spanish version, English version. You can't buy these books. I think this was preemptive. The, the Seuss Empire, whoever whoever's in charge over there, they got the word out ahead of time, mm -hmm. and they pulled these books off the shelves. All right. Yep. So that's part one. Let me let me check my let me look at my uh, my notes real quick. Um, what, what's going through your head right now? Oh, that's exactly what I thought. That's exactly what I thought that they that they came out with this as a way to, as we said earlier, increase drama increase i'm i'm sure that these are probably their lowest selling books and they're like what can how can we sell these for 20 to 50 times the price maybe so um uh you know it was a, a couple of things came to mind too it's like this is so we were talking about the boiling frog earlier um mm -hmm. this is modern day book burning yep uh, straight across the board it's it's not that was the other thing i was going to say yeah. is as a way to to the silent voices to to start that 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 as you just said boiling up to getting to the more yep heavy stuff yeah they they do not have like this was preempt this as far as i can tell right and you'll no one will ever actually admit to this being mm -hmm. the case more than likely uh this was preemptive um it's modern day book burning because it, the imagery is is no longer there to uh, incite emotion in people, right? It's not like you're watching uh, the the Nazis burn books or um, some other regime burn burn books in a big pile, where you you get the this feeling of like, why are they doing this, right? Right. Um, what it is instead is, in the modern sense, they are removing these things from the culture, which is the same mm -hmm. thing. It's just there's no imagery involved. They're just they're gone. Right. They're they're no longer there. Um. And, and this is another example, and, and you'll see this kind of in a lot of the different stories that we cover. Uh, this is a, it's a weird moral cleansing of society. It kind of goes off the back of the, the, the modern book burning. But mm -hmm. you're no longer um, seeing people kind of like what used to be considered like people trying to do, like push their morality on people. Like when mm -hmm. the conservatives or the, the liberals would like get pissed about Grand Theft Auto or Mass Effect or some video game. It was this big like right. thing. It's everything is so much more subtle now, but it's the same thing. It's a moral cleansing. It's saying we believe that this is hurtful or wrong. And so we're removing it from society. Right. And instead of and I actually to some degree agree with that woman at the end of that clip who is saying like, well, I don't know. She's like not really sure, right? But she's like, 
I don't think they should get rid of them because at the very least there's a lesson to be learned there. Right. right? That that cultures change, that people change. Like even apparent like clearly Dr. Seuss even at least to some degree realized that maybe that that the calling him China man <laughs> was not a good idea and they mm-hmm. changed it and and they made it less like bold and apparent, right? Right. Does the intent matter? Maybe he wasn't actually trying to be racist and he says something and realizes, "Oh crap." That's not what I meant. Let me go and change that. You know what I'm saying? So like over 50 years ago, they changed that. And they pulled this image from what the, you know, from over 50 years ago. And they don't yeah, the even 70s. mention that I they changed he, it. Yeah, I think he was writing. He re, he redid it in maybe the 70s or something like that. Yeah. Um, they explained it in the clip. Um, right. So I, I wrote down each of these books. And then the, the second part of this and the reason why this has been so... Um, I, 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 I hold this so close to me is because I wrote down all these books and I tracked down audio versions of each of these books except for Cat's Quizzer because uh, when you listen to multiple Dr. Seuss books in a row, it, it makes you want to die. Uh, <laughs> because it's it, it, it's literally like I started going insane because he he does just make up words. Just totally fabricates it. It's just like, uh, I need a word for fish, or like uh, I need something that rhymes with fish, and he couldn't find something that rhymes with fish. It's like, like, so he's Harry's. like, he's like, well, Kanish, I guess, does rhyme with fish, but it was along those lines where he just put some words together that rhyme, <laughs> and that's the name of some animal in a book, right? I, I think Katy Perry got some lessons from him from that song, <laughs> Swiss, Swish, Bish. And I'm like, exactly. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like modern songwriting. Um, <laughs> So I, I, I went through, and there were a couple things I, I realized uh, about this. Um, right. One, nearly every one of these books is about a child's imagination. Um, in fact, all of them all of them might be except for maybe Cat's Quizzer. It's about a, a, a child who sees something that's not actually there, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are fabricating what they see in real life which i kind of thought was interesting so i don't know if there's some sort of like projection that some of these people are seeing and they don't like it that's just my that's my big like theremin level theory with it right that because i don't really have any proof of that but the other the other things that are generally in there they they broke it down in um uh in that clip uh uh, and to think I saw it on Mulberry Street, there's one Asian stereotype, uh, and that's the book that kind of made me start to think, like, maybe there's some sort of weird projection about uh, being mocked for seeing things for what they aren't, or, like, there's some weird thing they're seeing in there. Um, yeah. If I Ran the Zoo is also a, a book about a, a, a boy's imagination uh, and what he would do if he ran the zoo. Um, there is a, uh, a a possible oh, there's an Asian stereotype because of slanted eyes. Um, they mentioned that, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, whatever, right? Well, okay, I'll leave that one. I'll leave that one on the. I'll leave that one. If if you want to think that that's a <laughs> if you want to think that's a harmful stereotype, you can say it. i'm sorry that got me listen he's describing the physical attributes of an asian (laughs) 
and maybe that's not and yeah sure it might not be true for for all of them but yeah there's it's not about it's there's a difference in describing features versus making fun of someone because yes. of those features right yes exactly like, that's, that's wrong. a very good point right so that's and it's like i never pick on anyone for their features like how why would you do that why is uh, that right i mean in the sense of that's in, in the sense of racially now you know i know people get picked on for their height and stuff like that whether they're too tall and they're called a giraffe or they're too short and they're called a smurf or something like that but yeah, and I mean, that's, a, that's the thing is like, I, it's and even with that kind of stuff, it's it's like that's slow hanging fruit. That's not high intellect joking, you know, exactly. And that's why it's one of those things. It's like I, what I don't understand is like he's sort of just saying the things that he sees. Right. Like it, mm -hmm. it, this, there's no like, oh, <laughs> it's not as if the, the, the child is like making fun of the people. He's he's literally talking about going around the world to different cultures, people who look different than he does. And he's getting mm -hmm. these these like fantastical imaginary ideas of the things that he might collect there. Like this isn't and some this isn't meant to be yeah like offensive offensive to anyone. It's just like this I is where we're, we were at. This is I think they're trying to read yes because everything's so good. I think they're trying to read offense into it. Okay, everything's so you know in in the sense and I don't think that they're so good here, but. I think because it's when you don't have anything to complain about, it's like you start looking for things. For everything. And I, and I think you and I have, we've talked about this before. It's just with other people, it's like, have you ever been through anything in your life that's hard, that's difficult, that's yeah. traumatic, or that's, you know, just uh, suffering, just hard to get through? And this is what you want to talk about. Right. This is what you want to make up to, to feel like. And I just, I do not understand where there's these people are coming from because the asian man in that you know where they're talking about with the slanted eyes and everything uh he's being welcoming everybody's accepting him nobody's yeah like you know, he's just making he's he's it's speaking on features that he notices and for some reason yeah. we got to a, we got to a place where saying that a person has who who's of of Asian Asian origin or ethnicity or whatever, like mm -hmm. saying they have slanted eyes. Now I get it because people will mock them because of that, right? Yes, they, right. there is like that mocking aspect of it, and I understand because they're they're, they're saying it's hurtful, right? Yeah. Right. So here's the other thing, and these are the two. Uh, these are the two from. Well, there's one more from the uh, the zoo story that um, it's he goes to a tribe in Africa. Right. And the picture in there is uh, supposed to be a representation of that. And I went, OK, well, this is obviously this is obviously the reason that they they want to remove this book, because it, there yeah. is a. And here, what's the what, how are they represented? OK, uh, they they look at they look like tri tribal people from Africa. And I went, uh, okay, okay. I went, OK, I was like. Maybe I'll give this one to them. And I actually I had considered pulling up the images that I found from different from different cultures that these mm -hmm. these people are more than likely based on, whether it's Asian, um, there's some Eskimo uh, that I'll get into, and then this Afri uh, African tribe. Here's the thing. I typed into Google modern African tribe, and his imagery is in that book is not that far off from what actual 
Africans in Africa in tribes who live out on the the plane in all these different places what they actually look like like I literally cannot put certain images I couldn't put the images on the video part of of this segment because yeah. YouTube would take it down because they hard they don't they're hard they don't most of them don't wear clothes um and they they live in that environment that's what they, it's their culture it is literally their it, culture and America is a mul- is a melting pot right of many cultures and it used to be good to celebrate different yeah. cultures and to try to unite that and bring that into your own culture right like if you like certain certain aspects or maybe you dislike certain aspects and so you you left that part out this integration right and now it seems like there's this big push for dividing cultures and not just not just trying to do that but through that separate races right and divide them and have own spaces for this group and that group and everything and it's a drawback on the civil rights that mlk malcolm x and other uh black people and and white people fought for and so uh man i just think i think it's terrible and i think too it's it's when can we not appreciate other cultures and recognize that i think that's the only thing he's trying to do right i mean and you know dr seuss his imagery is a caricature and so it's like going to the fair and getting a caricature of yourself and getting mad because the dude draws your lips big or your head big or your or your body big or your eyes big or or you know your ears small or whatnot it's a character character sure. it's not so, supposed to be an exact image in that sense here is another part of my theory because this is something that i i tend to think this is, this kind of goes back to like the the uh uncle ben and jemima like they they removed black people from products right mm-hmm. <laughs> bear bear with me listeners all right because I'm not the this, this isn't my original idea. This is this is definitely something that's out there uh, among white people, black people, whoever whoever you you know. Um, these liberals, and I'm saying that because Dr. Seuss was a known liberal, mm-hmm. and liber- liberals are the only ones that would do this. They are legitimately erasing black people from culture, and we we talk a yep. lot of the time about how uh, they. This is this is my like grand idea as far as this is just a segment of this whole Dr. Seuss thing that we're talking about. They're removing actual like black imagery from culture and they're replacing it with something that works better for white people. So when we talk about tokenization, a lot of the time, whether it's the Ta-Nehisi Coates Superman uh, adaptation that they're planning on doing mm-hmm. and the rumor is that it's going to be straight up just black Superman, right? Like right. just a race swap. Uh, Miles Morales. Um, who are some of the other people? I'm sure it's going to be original storyline. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you, it'll just be it'll be mostly origin story. Like Lex Luthor will be there, and there'll be a oh. massive race thing involved with that. So that's besides yeah. the point. But like, what's happening is that they are taking away. And again, I understand that Dr. Seuss is white, right? But he he saw whatever the time period was, right? Like, he, obviously, he had some. He saw either pictures of African tribes, mm-hmm. whatever, right? And drew what a a cartoonish adaptation of what he saw. I don't think his intention was ever to make fun of those people or anything like that. Right? It's a kid. Unless book. we, ha- yeah. If you don't mind me, unless yeah. we have statements from him or something like that. I mean, you know, it's one of those things you're projecting. What are you reading into it? What exactly. are why are you assuming you're you're reading your own racism into it? Because yeah. it's projection. I wasn't. 
It's 100% yeah, exactly. projection. Um, it's so, just like, what What else was there? No, this isn't the only thing. What, uh, in Dungeons and Dragons, they got rid of, what was it, orcs? Or, so not, not orcs. They're, try- yeah, they're, they're trying to do, oh, God, what was it? Uh, yeah, Dungeons I'm, and Dragons came out and said something about, like, orcs. Uh, being a representation of black people and so we're not going no, to do they it wanted to, yeah they like wanted to get rid of them or they were going to remove the, the whole race because they were supposed to represent black people and you're like what are you talking about they're giant generally green monsters with two teeth sticking out of the bottom of their mouth you're telling me you think that that looks like a black person someone who, who has melanated skin that's what you exactly. think they look like and it's like and, and this is dude we're talking about this is why we, we're always talking about liberals gaslighting people they're they're removing this is why when when we talk about how they they don't make they they're not creative and they don't make good uh black characters Mm -hmm. it's because and and this is another thing that was very much something that malcolm x believed they they are trying to get rid of black culture in a lot of ways and they're whitewashing it to make it presentable to white people this mm-hmm. is this is what they're doing, and then you have a lot of people who are black who have this tendency to look up to these people because they want to be accepted in that. They they go along yep. with the tokenization because of that. Sorry, don't get angry. This is this is literally something that's happening. They are removing like they get rid of Uncle Ben and Jemima. If you look into the history of those, they were real people whose families were making money off of the imagery of their great grandmother, who you know whatever their relation was to them. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable that this is happening. And we like generally uh, normal people, I would say get gaslit because they're like, you are the racist because you're not actively doing something. It's like that jerk off was saying in that video clip where he's like, I don't understand how he could be anti-racist and also racist at the same time. It's just like, Oh, like this is it, why it's mind numbing. This is why I say all the times like you just have to make fun of these people. It's like do yep. not play on their level because they're just gonna call you racist and and make fun of them. They're like you're an yep. idiot. But like look at you, <laughs> look at that guy that was on there. Like you want to talk about someone who clearly doesn't work out. Someone who's like, well, I'm an intellectual. It's just like get these get these people out of here, man. It's an oxymoron. How can you be, you cannot be anti-racist and racist at the same time. And I think it's a problem. It's just like I brought up last week to you in the, in the previous episode. If I wanted to be a racist, I wouldn't go into the Republican Party because people you have in the media narrative, oh, that Republicans are racist and stuff like that. No, if I was truly a racist, what would I do? I would go on the Democrat side because if I truly want to get my um, beliefs across in a more subtle way, that would be the way to do it because it's not going to be as easily detected and you just line it up a certain way. And that's why you get racists like Richard Spencer, who is a white supremacist, agreeing with, you know, these anti-racist people on the left. Um, And, you know, this is also how you get, thankfully people in California didn't overturn it, but they're trying to overturn the civil rights act of the state of California that they have passed um you know in the 60s and so you all, know it's just go ahead i was say all that to be said so there are a few other things as far as the imagery in these books uh, mcgilliot's pool uh has some fish dressed up as eskimos and again looked up 
modern Eskimos. I don't understand how it's hurtful or wrong that a group of people who live in sub-zero temperatures wear big, furry coats with hoods. I'm trying to understand. Like, literally, what? That That's offensive? Like, what? You found the one Eskimo who didn't like their culture, moved away from it, and is upset because of big furry coats because that's something that they're known for? That's hurtful? That's wrong? Like... You understand they live in sub-zero temperatures most of the time. Like, traditional Eskimos. And, and I, I know, I know that there's some thing out there about the word Eskimo and where it comes from. Please put that aside for a second, all right? It is just being used as a word to describe a group of people so people can imagine those people. You hear the word Eskimo, right. you understand. No one here, neither of us are trying to... Uh, just to just don't read into it like everybody always. Everybody always reads into this stuff, right? It's not the point. I'm trying they to read give you biases. Yes, this this is literally just a learn. I'm literally trying to give you a learning tool so you guys understand what's really going on with all of this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's Miguel Elliott's pool. Uh, on Beyond Zebra has a Middle Eastern stereotype. It's, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like again, it's it's hardly like it's not like. Uh, it's, it's it's not like the Middle Eastern stereotypes from like South Park or um, uh, yeah. uh, what was the puppet movie that those guys did the Team America. It's not it's not those kind of Middle Eastern stereotypes. Um, it's not a let's make fun of this culture. It's a celebration of the culture. It's, you know, or, or you don't even have to say celebration. It's just a description of the culture. They're not in a caricature way, just like all of them are. Right? He does doesn't he do the same thing with white people too? Yeah, I mean they're like pale as can be, thin yeah. hair. Like what? I don't. It, I'm telling you what it what most of this is, and I know people don't. I know people don't want to hear this, but this is what it is. This is white liberals on a moral crusade for people who have brown skin. Yep. They are white. They want guilt. They want to white knight for you. This is one hundred percent what it is. It has nothing to do with you. It's just about them. It's either yep. some sort of weird guilty complex because, jo like Joseph and I were saying before, they either are projecting their own racism onto other people or what they see and they're saying it out loud and trying to say, "Oh my God, I can't believe that thing would be done this way." That's literally what white fragility is. That book by Robin mm -hmm. D'Angelo. It's it's literally her own internal racism, racism. written out on paper. That's what it is. You listen to interviews dude, about her, any any of the stuff she's talking about. Dude, we had so many people that we know celebrating her. And I was just like, guys, do y'all not see how racist she is? You're taking, why would you take any advice from a racist? I wouldn't take any advice from a a Klansman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, like it just, dude, it doesn't make sense. And this, again, it goes back to other stuff that we've said before. It's like, and and Mo Mo says this all the time. You have to pay attention to everything, and the truth will reveal itself. If you're right. actually paying attention, if you're looking into these things, if you're considering uh, different different sides of it and why people are actually doing stuff, the truth will reveal itself. And we're about to get to the right. truth behind this entire situation. Let's get to it. We're, Go al for we're it. almost there. So I, again, I didn't do Cat's Quizzer, and then Scrambled Egg Super, which was another one of the books, had another uh, quote unquote Eskimo stereotype. Yeah. And like I said, I, I looked into these stereotypes. I typed in some stuff, did a little research on Google to see what modern, uh, what people who live in, who this, these stereotypes they live in, right? There are a lot of, Chine uh, of, of Chinese who still wear the rice hats. 
the point the the straw hats that are uh like triangle shaped mm-hmm. that's a, a, is apparently a stereotype there's a lot of them that still wear those i already mentioned the african tribes right um that that is still a thing it's still relatively the same that it was in the 70s obviously it's not everywhere but if you're talking about traditional african tribes a lot of them still look yeah. the same eskimos still wear big furry coats Right. The only other thing that right. I found was like there was this one image of like a Russian guy who kind of looked like, uh, you know, when when um, people portray blackface and they have uh, the big red lips. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? That was mm-hmm. in one of the books. And it was sort of like, OK, but I don't think anybody was talking about that because nobody cares about the Russians. <laughs> so I don't think that was really the case. I just I found that. And again, I'm trying to present the information to people based on what I have found. Uh, mentioned all that. Okay, this is the big reveal. I know Joseph's probably been waiting for this, even though he may have he may have some ideas of what I'm talking about. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pull this I'm gonna pull this clip up. Um, let me uh let me get this going. This is the reason that the good Dr. Seuss was rejected. Oh gosh, I don't even know. Uh, let me pull, make sure that's right. To celebrate National Read-A-Book Day, First Lady Melania Trump sent a collection of Dr. (laughs) Seuss books to schools across the country. But a librarian in a district that received the books is criticizing the choice of schools and the choice of author. In an open letter to Trump, an elementary librarian in Cambridge, Massachusetts, respectfully explained why her library wouldn't accept the books. She wrote that her school has plenty of resources. She suggested Trump should have sent the books to, quote, underfunded and underprivileged communities that the librarian claims are, quote, marginalized and maligned by policies put in place by Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos. She also criticized the choice of author, arguing that Dr. Seuss's work is, quote, steeped in racist propaganda, caricatures, and harmful stereotypes. A spokesperson for the First Lady called the librarian's reaction unfortunate, adding that Trump remains committed to her efforts on behalf of children everywhere. Cambridge Public Schools said in a statement the librarian was an authorized to turn down Trump's donation and that she has since been counseled on all relevant policies, including the policy against public resources being used for political purposes. Okay, hang on. So you won't be able to hear this, but I want to play our uh, uh, a jingle that you cre- that you gave to me before we even started this show. I just want to play this so that all the listeners can hear this. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. I'm telling you, this is the reason all of this stuff happened this week. <laughs> I thought you may be going there. I was like, there's no way. No, how does this connect to Trump? Somehow it connects to him. Look. They need the ratings, man. I'm telling you, th- I don't even know where to start without losing it. This is the reason. <laughs> this is it. This is the reason they did it. Right. This happened, I think, a year or two ago. I don't I don't have the exact the exact timeline, but I th- it may have been last year. Right. They got they, they went on. And, and I'm, I'm telling you this, the, the history of over the last four years of, of Trump being in office 
mm-hmm. looking at anything that he celebrated, anything that anyone that was close to him celebrated, liked, touched. Like, I'm legitimately surprised that, like, two scoops of ice cream is not outlawed in certain places because Trump got two scoops of ice cream, right? <laughs> like, they, 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 go, they, they go after everything. Like, they're not talking about, like, how Biden likes to golf, right? I don't know if you've noticed that, but he does like to golf, and apparently Biden is a good, at least was a good golfer. No one talks about golf right now, right? They cannot touch anything that has anything to do with the orange man. That, Old mango man. That is why Dr. Seuss Enterprises got rid of those five books. I think you're right. I think it's spot on because they hate anything and everything to do with Trump. So as soon as that connection was made, it was, let's get rid of this and this. And I think... Too with Dr. Seuss's Enterprise, they're probably like, "How can we make money?" Oh, you remember when Melania Trump, and then boom, it was let's go, just like that, just like that. Yeah. Do- Dr. Seuss is a flaming racist. You know, we have to get rid of these books. It's for the good of humanity. All of this stuff going on, and in reality, the only thing it has to do with is the Orange Man. Yep. All roads lead back to Trump. That's why we need him in 2024. All that to be said. All that to be said. Obviously, people need to move on from him. Yeah. I, I mean, I I was going to bring this up at the beginning of the show, but kind of forgot. You mean from uh, from Jared Kushner, who was running. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, even even recently, I think it was supposed to be today. The uh, some con- the quote unquote like Trump conspiracy theorists or whatever was going around that uh, he was supposed to, like, retake control of the actual United States today. Obviously, that didn't happen. Listen, obviously, he's, he didn't plan some, like, grand heist to uh, steal all the Pope's gold. Like, I told you that I have a, a friend who really believes in Q, and I texted him that today, and I said, here's to hoping. <laughs> I didn't even know, dude. I didn't even know. I've been so busy. Like, I didn't know that was going on. Oh, I did, and I was screwing with him hard. And I, I was like, yeah, here's the hope. Because <laughs> I think one of the my favorite one, I think, of uh, Q that I that I read was how like Mike Pence had already been beheaded and oh you my know God. And I was just like yeah, there's like all this stuff about like Biden not really being Biden because he never takes his mask off. And it's like, you morons, he hardly ever wears a mask. Like he's gotten in trouble all the time because he has been wearing he won't do it in, in the places that he said he wanted people to do it. People don't understand most of the time this stuff is more simple than what you realize yes. it is. And, and you know, again, I'm not sitting here commenting on Trump winning or losing the election and, and the uh, impropriety that was may or may not have happened. Um, but yeah, I, it's to take it. And, to, and I think the problem like with what happened with the reason why the Supreme Court didn't take his cases um, because he had great reasons for them too but when you started getting to the conspiracy theories and saying that you know the cia or whoever uh powell what's her name sydney sydney powell was uh you know the government was getting servers from munich germany and you know all this other stuff was going on instead of just being like offering from a place of hey we have these votes that were done in the state, but there's no address from it coming from a reasonable place and be like, Hey, we just think you should look into it. You know, we're not saying this is 
um, this is fraud, but there were these mistakes made. And so I think coming at it from that, they weren't coming at it from a more logical, reasonable, rational perspective, but it was this fraud was done. This, they, you know, stole the servers in Munich, Germany. Then they went to uh, Italy and then China and right. all this stuff. And, and I think just because the, the drama of the whole situation helps it flow better. But, and I think that's what, you know, garners up that attention. And that's the same thing here with Dr. Seuss, that drama, yep. you know, from Trump because Trump held the media was the glue that held the media together these past four years. And ever since, you know, he's been out, you know, beforehand their, the ratings were dropping, except anytime they mentioned Trump, anytime they were talking about Trump, the ratings were better. Yeah. And so now that he's gone they they got to figure out some way to tie it back to him. Yeah. So I, again, the point of what we are trying to do on a weekly basis is to not convince you to vote for a candidate. Mm -hmm. It's not to convince you that the left is right or the right is right. <laughs> I should have said correct. <laughs> um, that's not the point. We are not here to shill for a political party. We're not here to um, put these people on pedestals. What we want to do is speak to normal people about the supposed ruling class in this country and get you guys to realize that one they don't have power two they're mm. nuts like yep. like i'm telling you they they are destroying the legacy of dr seuss over trump yep that's what they're doing that's that's this this you know cancel culture is real and this is a constant thing when someone die i mean dr seuss has been dead for quite some time but you see it all the time when someone dies or like the situation going on with Gina Carano. We're, we're living in sort of this like crazy, like uh, what's it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting yep. different results. So that's what we're living in right now. And I think you've probably mentioned this in the past, but something someone gets canceled. It doesn't really matter what their politics were, who they were or whatever. Um, the left cancels them. The right goes crazy, says they're going to put out some sort of campaign to stop supporting all this stuff, do it for a little while, stop doing it, everything dies down, we start all over again. And sometimes yep. it happens in reverse, but it's that's rare. Um, because, again, and all of our, our conservative friends, anyone who's you know out there that kind of feels they fall into that category or maybe falls into that category or is sim somewhat adjacent to the category of conservative, you need to understand that you don't own the culture. Your team hasn't conserved anything, and it's time to try something new on your side. It's time to get out of your cults. It's time to get out of these things. Um, and all we want to do is show you, no matter what side you're on, from a logical perspective, but also emotional. Like it's not, it's not yep. beyond us that, like this stuff does piss me off. Like yep. I, I don't, li I don't like to see people kind of like get caught up in. Uh, these kind of these campaigns from corporations who are trying to almost like prove themselves to you so that you buy products like that's kind of what they do. This is what happened yep. with BLM when all these you remember those emails? It was it, there were two things last year <laughs> that happened with with corporations. You got BLM emails from every single corporation, right? They're all just trying to put their cards on the table with that. And then the same thing happened with uh, the Modelo virus. Where they're like, everyone was like, we're in this together. We're, you know, it's it was basically like you would get an email from like, uh, like Nikon, and they'd be like, 
Nikon wants everyone to know that we stand with BLM and that we also want um, to, to get, we'll all get through this together with this year and everything that's happening with this virus. By the way, we have a new camera coming out. Churches too. <laughs> Dude, all, like, all over the place because everyone was so scared to step out of line. Yep. That's another reason why we started this because I'm not scared to step out of line. Nope. You have no power here. You don't. Yep. You take us you take us off YouTube, you take us off whatever platform, we'll find somewhere else to go. Odyssey. Villainize us, whatever you want to yeah, do. Yeah. Because we're not here to play sides, generally to play favorites, though we have our opinions and the things that we like, mm -hmm. right? No one is one hundred percent neutral across the board. Right. The point is to get you guys to see what's really going on. That's it. That's all I got. I think that's a great place. I think that's a great place to wrap it up, man. Well, Joseph, since you like to shill for the show, would you like to uh, to let everyone know how they can help support us? Yes. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube and whatever Odyssey likes to call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, same, and, th same thing, basically. Yeah. Like and subscribe. The best, the best thing you can do is if you really want to support us is to share our video. Um, especially if you get on YouTube, the socials, and you comment, save, like, you know, the posts or the links. And just, you know, be honest with us. If you like what we're saying, let us know. If you don't, you know, let us know as well. And if you don't like it, dislike the video and share it anyway, you know? So, <laughs> and, or better yet, don't dislike it and share it and just tell people how much you don't like it so that they'll hey, come man. in and look at it because the dislikes are terrible for YouTube. Nick. Negative press is good press. <laughs> yes, negative press is. I just the don't, algorithm. Yeah, don't hit, don't hit the dislike button, please. No, I'm, I'm begging you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So like, subscribe, share. The biggest thing is just sharing. You know, if you can share our videos with those you know, that'd be great. Um, right now, we don't have a way for you to donate, but the model that we have is a value for value model to where. You know, if you want to give your time to us in any type of way, whether if that's um, sending us clips in, you know, or asking, hey, can you cover this topic? This was interesting for us. You know, let us know um, your talent. You know, if you want to make artwork for the show, if you want to send in whatever um, related to art, you can do that as well. Or your treasure, which is whatever value you're getting from the show, you can donate if that's a, a dollar to a million dollars. You know, whatever type of value you think you're getting from David and I. Yes. And hopefully after that Dr. Seuss thing, that value has gone up because that that's like, guys, honestly, that's like the level that, that we want to get to with everything that we're doing. Mm -hmm. And the the more that people are subscribing, liking, whatever, whatever kind of like time you can give to us, that also helps us have extra time to get things done. Yep. Um, because right now we are doing this on the side, but and we love to do this, but eventually we hope, you know, that we can just fully focus on this. Yeah. And so, you know, whatever you're getting out of it, no pressure. If you can't afford anything, that's fine too. Uh, we don't even have any way for you to give to us right now anyway. So the best thing you can do out of everything is to share yes. our podcast, share the video, share the clips, and like them. Interaction. Let them know. Right. 
It's it's yep. great for us. It helps us to set goals. It helps us kind of know where we are. Um, and I'll I'll end it with this. Um, this is something that kind of resonated with me when we were about to start this. Um, Eric July uh, wrote in one of his songs that uh, he said that you know the views can be at twenty million or a lot less, but we didn't sell our souls in the process. And he's like, I'll take that. Yep. In some way, that's like core to what we're doing because I. Guys, it's great to see that, and we would love to get to that point, but we're not going to sell our souls for it. Like it's the reason we're trying to do the value for value model, um, because I, you get the thing, and you can tell us, even if it's it's like a year from now or whatever, what it means to you then, mm-hmm. um, uh, what we're doing, and and again, like we said, the the more that that starts to be reciprocated towards us the more that we'll actually be able to do so yep that's it thank you guys for listening um or watching depending on what you're doing um we're out yeah talk to you later